0: Good morning. Good morning. This is Vicki and I am so happy to be back here with you. I want to thank you again for watching the videos. If you're new, then, uh, thank you for, if this is the first time you've seen any of the videos that the Lord's had me doing, then I just want you to know, I appreciate that you've come and I want you guys all to know whether I know you or not. And I don't know most of you, uh, I want you to know that you really are in my prayers and I hope that I'm in yours because we need we need the prayers of our brothers and sisters in christ and if you're a brand new believer then oh my goodness welcome to the family i hope you hear things here that will bless you on your on your journey in your uh, process of growing in the lord and i want to encourage you uh to do what i tell everybody please you guys take everything to the lord don't just believe everything you hear (laughs) don't don't do it don't be that that gullible it's like uh he's reminding me of the video he had me do yesterday about the sitting ducks that are out there they're just you know completely oblivious to the fact that there's danger all around them so be a wise be wise in uh in taking things to the lord and asking him ask him to teach you because he will he wants to ask and be willing to learn be willing to learn ask him to bless you not to be deceived but to be able to grow to hear his voice and to know him so that you can discern his ask him to give you discernment to teach you how to hear and what to hear and what to believe and what not to believe because there's so much deception in the world god loves you his word says he's not willing for anybody to be lost and on that note i want to talk to the people that may be watching who have wondered if the Lord could possibly want them. And again, I will say, I fully, fully believe that uh, according to scripture, nobody comes to father unless his spirit draws them. And so if you are wondering, please know that wondering in itself is a drawing of Holy Spirit to say, Hey, want over here because a lot of times people will just think well nope I've done too many things wrong I'm not good enough God couldn't possibly want me but that is a lie the Lord created you he loves you he has a a desire for you to be with him in his kingdom throughout eternity you know people talk a lot about hell and I just did a video about that yesterday but people talk a lot about hell and I think sometimes people don't realize that hell wasn't created for people Hell was created for the fallen angels, for Satan and the fallen angels. It was never God didn't create hell for people. So here we got people who are rejecting God, and but God gives us our choices. So he so here we have people that are rejecting God and making a beeline for the gates of hell, just and think that that's well that was never God's plan. God's plan was that all would come to knowledge of Him and a saving grace of Him by accepting his son. The only way, the only way to father God is through his son Yahushua Hamashev, Jesus the Christ. So you guys, um, if you wonder if God could want you, don't look at all the sins you've committed. That's, he knows all that stuff. He's just waiting for you to come to him and say, all right, I'll give you my life. You know, you just lead me, do whatever you want, and please forgive me for my sins. He is faithful when we come to him he is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so god will make you a brand new a brand new creature in him and then begins the incredible journey of this walk with our savior and uh and oh my goodness sakes you guys it's just a marvelous wonderful thing and it's hard but then life is hard and god didn't say it was going to be easy as a matter of fact yeshua said in this world you're gonna have trouble (laughs) And that goes for his followers. He's talking to his followers in this world. You'll have trouble, but don't be overwhelmed. I've overcome the world. So there you go. I just want to encourage you. If you haven't given your life to the Lord to do it, he is beyond your comprehension and mine in his goodness and his glory and his wisdom His power. He's almighty. He is the one only true God. So, So don't hesitate today if uh, you've been wondering, Holy Spirit's knocking on your door. Okay, now I wanna get to the topic today because you know I keep running into people and I've heard this so many times and and I've noticed it even in comments on some of the videos. People will say, God's the only one that's holy, nobody can be holy, nobody can be perfect, God's the only one and we can't, uh, you know, that's just pride thinking that you can be holy and oh, Well, there's a problem with that line of thinking that says that we cannot be holy. Actually, there's more than one problem. Let me start with the first one. And that is that we have to understand what holiness is. It's not walking around in white robes with harps and and thinking that we know everything and we're so, you know, pure and all of these things. That's not what holiness. That's not that's not what God's talking about. He's talking, when he says to be holy, and he talks about it in Leviticus and in so many other places, be holy. I'm holy, you be holy. I've made you a holy nation, a kingdom of priests and kings. We're supposed to be holy, you guys, but how can we be holy? So what God's talking about thats what I started to say until I just said all that. What God is talking about is he has set his people apart. If you belong to him, if you have said, Father, I, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me for my sins. I'm trying to clean up my life here, Lord. Help me, guide me along this path. I don't know what I'm doing, however you say it to him. We need him, and, and what Father does with each of us, and I believe that he does it before we ever even come here, and I'll explain that in just a moment. He sets us apart. That's what holiness is. He sets a part of holiness. He sets us apart. We don't set ourselves apart. This is not a works thing. This is God takes us and sets us apart for his purposes. We are part of his kingdom. It's like a king who has children who has, uh, and those children don't realize that they are heirs to the kingdom. We have to realize that we are, as heirs of the kingdom, we have been set apart, made holy for his purposes. Our part comes in in the living that, living in that understanding how we live our lives we've been made holy we've been set apart for his purposes and we need to live like we've been set apart for his purposes I am NOT talking about pride I'm not talking about trying to make things happen I am talking about realizing that as an heir to the King an heir to the Creator of all things that you and I have responsibilities in this life to live like we have been set apart. When we have that kind of mindset, it takes us out of that place where we go, oh, people will come and say to us, oh, you think you're so holy? Oh, you think you're so pure? Well, we don't make ourselves that way. God makes us holy. How we live the uh, the life that he's given us as his people is our response to being an heir to the king. It's just that easy. So, when you think about a king, and you think about how the heirs of that king live their lives, they don't—they realize that they have responsibilities in their kingdom. They have—they uh, have things that they are—that they are uh, blessed to be able to do. Our Father has blessed us to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has blessed us to call people to know him, not just with our words, but the way we live, the way we, you know, to be able to give into the lives of others and and to be that holy set apart people. So... He sanctifies us, and that's just another part of that. That that sanctification process is something that we go through as we walk out our relationship with the Lord. You know we may start out we start out like infants we don't know anything we we don't know anything about the kingdom we don't know anything about our father we're just little tiny babies you know it's like a brand newborn baby we don't know anything but as we grow we learn we learn how to live our lives we learn uh the responsibilities that we have as heirs of our king we there's just There's so many things that happen along the, on the way. And we learn the things that are acceptable to him and the things that are not acceptable to him. We learn how to love. We learn how to give. Our father is an amazing giver. He is the gift giver. He he's the one. And we learn how to be like our father. We learn how to be servants because our father in many ways, and this may offend people with a religious mindset, but our father has been a servant and, continues to be a servant to you and to me you know we talk about servant leaders well God is the ultimate servant leader he leads by example he leads by example and he waits on his people think about how God could have just destroyed us all wiped this planet off you know out of the universe a long time ago because of all the wickedness on it And because even his children, you know, we go along, we do, maybe we get some stuff right, but then we're still having a lot of fun over here with sin and all this kind of stuff. But God is very, 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 very patient. He's long suffering (laughs) and he has suffered a long time with a bunch of us, including me. So in his long suffering and in his patience, he is demonstrating for us what it means to what it looks like to be a servant because he continues to bear with us. He continues to, to he's extended his grace to us, to teach us how to grow. He is so gracious and such the Lord is humble. He's not, I think this is one of the reasons that he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble because he himself is humble. He's God Almighty. He could do whatever he wants, but he chooses to let us continue to live. He chooses to give us gifts and blessings. He chooses to teach us. He chooses to forgive us when we repent. He chooses to do wonderful things for us that we don't deserve. He chose to send his son for us. He could have made other choices as the creator of all things. He didn't have to put up with any of that stuff, but he humbled himself in a way that is so pure and so perfect. And we are called to follow that example. We're, we're not supposed to be running around telling people, well, you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. We're supposed to remember how Jesus said, uh, through scripture, the Lord told us, I can't remember. I think it's in it in Timothy, somebody might comment below, but wherever it is, I can't remember offhand where he says, if you catch your brother in a fault, go to him in humility because if you don't then that same sin may come on you and one of the biggest and you know one of the biggest the underlying thing for every sin is pride it doesn't matter what the sin is the bottom line when you get down to the root of that sin you find pride so when the lord's telling us when you catch a brother or sister in sin or in a fault then go to them in humility because our pride makes us do things by our choice it doesn't make us but pride causes us to be feel to feel like we can just do whatever we want doesn't make any difference what anybody else thinks including god so the lord's in essence i hear him saying make sure you stay in humility because pride or and sometimes it's just lack of knowledge, but pride will come to you if you go with an attitude about how somebody's doing something wrong. So so Father's teaching us how to live how to live the life of sanctify, how to be sanctified as we grow. He's teaching. I mean, we're going to be sanctified as we grow in him. That's what that process is, but he's teaching us. He wants us to understand, look, you're already holy. This isn't a thing about where that means you've got it all figured out. Holiness. We have to change our mindsets. You guys, holiness means you have been set apart for my purposes. That's what the Lord's saying to us. You have been set apart for my purposes. And so Now in the sanctification process, you're going to walk that out. You're going to learn and grow. Remember how Jesus grew in favor with God and man as he walked day by day. He just, he just continued to grow in, in grace with God and man. In favor with God and man because he continued in his development he was God but he still started out as a baby and so he continued in his maturing process until he came to the fullness of what he had been sent here for so you guys let go of the mindset that says holiness is only something God is he's he's the only holy one he is in a much bigger purer perfect sense. He is the separated, set apart. He is God. There is nobody like him, but we as his heirs, as his children have also been set apart. Our dad, our father, God is always going to be greater. No doubt about that. And his holiness is much more than what we can comprehend. But as his children, as his heirs, it's time for us to stop thinking that that's something that we cannot attain that place of holiness, because it is not about attaining it is about living what we've already been set apart uh, for that's it i hope this has helped you i hope uh i hope that you know sometimes okay the lord's reminding me of an experience that i had years ago i would always say and maybe some of you are doing the same thing. I would always say to the Lord, thank you so much for letting me do this. Thank you so much for letting me sing. Cause I'm a singer. Thank you so much for letting me preach. Thank you so much for letting me do these things. And one day after I had been saying it for years, the Lord said to me, "Vicky, I am not letting you. I have called you to this. You guys, please hear that. Hear that for your own life. God is not letting you do the things that he's called you to do he's called you to do those things so it changes how you see things when you understand god's not just going oh well all right i'll let you do it you just annoy me if i don't No, when the lord calls us when he sets us apart he has called us to a certain life and realizing that he is the one that did the setting apart. He is the one that did the calling helps us understand that we're not struggling to try to be holy, but instead we have been called to be holy. We have been called to be set apart. We have been called to live a life that is a reflection of what one who has been set apart by God has been called to live. It's, it's a marvelous beautiful glorious thing it is not about pride if we if we think this is about pride where we can walk around and go well i'm holy well then we have totally missed the point and we are in major major uh wrong theology right there but if we realize our father is the king our father we are heirs we are kings and priests to our father god we are heirs of the the king of the ultimate king the one true almighty all holy all powerful god we are his heirs we are his his offspring and as such we've been set apart then we will begin to live like that we will begin to to see that we're not just little uh beggars down here that god's just tolerating but rather that he's chosen He's chosen to call us. He's chosen to set us apart. And now he wants us to live like we have been set apart. It is one of the reasons I think the Lord says to us, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. Well, you can't come boldly if you're always thinking that, oh God, you're just putting up with me. And oh God, you'd probably just really mad at me and don't like me. And I'm, I'm just sinner. I can't stop. I can't. I can't change. I can't quit. You, I don't have any help. I'm down here all by myself trying to do this. And what you want from me is just too big. I can't do it. Ah. I lived that mindset for so many years. I'm telling you all, if this is what you're struggling with, stop listening to the naysayers that say you cannot be holy you don't decide if you can be holy god decides that i know i'm hammering this into the ground it's because sometimes we have to hear something over and over till we get it i'm that way you don't decide to be holy you decide to walk in what the Lord has called you to walk in because he's made you holy. He's made you holy. He has made you a kingdom of a nation of kings and priests. He has called you. He has set you apart for his purposes. Your job and mine is to find out what those purposes are. They look a little bit different for all of us because we're all different kids and he loves us all. But the bottom line is that it's always to bring glory and honor to his name, to love him first and foremost, and to love others as we love ourselves. That is the goal. And oh my goodness, one of the hardest parts, which is what happens in the sanctification process the dying to self the saying it doesn't matter what i want my father is the king i'm going to do what he wants lord father you just send me tell me tell me what you want me to do tell me what you want me to know and believe and how you want me to live my life and i I will come to you every day for instruction because you are god i'll read your manual I'll spend time with you in prayer. I will fast. I will pull away from the world like Jesus did. I will pull away from the world and I will deny myself so that I may come closer to you because I want to hear you better than I've ever heard you. I want to know you more intimately than I've ever known you. I am, I am here for your glory. I'm here for your purposes, Father. I have been set apart by you and you are holy. You are the ultimate holy. I love that Yeshua said when his disciples asked him, how should we pray? The very first thing out of the Lord's mouth was our father in heaven. Your name is holy. Holy. You know, I've been calling father holy for a long time because that's his name. It describes who he is. He is the, he is the one that is completely separated from everything else so my dear brothers and sisters in Christ brand new babies in Christ even people that are considering that maybe watching the video giving yourselves to to the lord Please know that God has an absolute desire for every one of us to be in his kingdom. And if we have been called by him, he has set us apart for his purposes. And it is his great joy to give us the kingdom. He says that. Now I'm telling you stuff that's in scripture. He says that. It is the father's joy to give us the kingdom. He wants us to be, he wants us to be with him always. So don't be discouraged. Don't be. Uh, don't let the enemy keep beating on you. And don't keep beating on yourself because you've believed lies because we've all believed lies at some point and probably a lot in our lives. I know I have. And it's taken a long time for the Lord to get me to this point. And I know I have so much farther to go than I am right now. I'm in the sanctification process as are my brothers and sisters. I. I have to say this. And I know I've been going kind of long. I'm almost at 22 minutes. I hope you've stuck with me because I believe the Lord wants to encourage you in these words. Uh, It's been a long process of getting to the point. Uh Uh-oh, hold on. I'm hanging that up. Uh, Getting to the point where I really believe that God loves me. I really believe that he has purpose for my life. I really believe that I'm not down here just to be a wasted piece of flesh. Uh, I really and truly believe that my father has set me apart. I believe that i am holy not in the sense of the word that so many people have misunderstood it to mean but in that very definition of holiness of one who is set apart i believe i'm set apart you guys if we don't get to the place where we believe that then we will never walk out what father wants us to walk out because we will always feel like we don't have what we need or like, we're just begging God and that he doesn't care enough and he won't help us. And we probably won't make it anyway. So change the mindset, realize that the liar has come to do even in this, in your life, he has come to rob, kill, and destroy. He's come to steal from you. The truth about what holiness is. He's come to, uh, Rob kill. He's to come to kill off your hope and to destroy what the Lord has planned for you as a follower of Yeshua. I want to say one more thing and I know I always say that I want to say one more thing and then I'm going to stop. Maybe I will. There is nothing that is too great for the Lord to, to change or do in or for or through or with us if we simply yield ourselves to him people are going to make fun of you and tell you you think you're something special well here's the here's the special thing about you if you belong to God you are an heir in the kingdom you are an heir to a king and as an heir to a king you're going to be mocked and hated and scorned just like yeshua was a lot of people think they're just going to get taken out of here and everything's going to be a piece of cake and they're not going to have to go through hard things. Beloved, let me just tell you something. Our Savior went through hard things and he he stayed here until the end of his life. He had his own tribulation and he said, we're going to have that in this world. God's not interested in taking us all out of here so we don't have to go through hard things. He's interested in having his heirs do the work they've been called to do in this world. There's a lot of arguing going on about rapture, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Here's what I know and believe with all of my heart. I'm not asking Father to take me out of here until it's time for me to go. I want to be here. to to speak into the life of every person he wants me to speak into. I want to be here to help every person he wants me to help. I want to be here to do the work he's called me to do. I want to be here to love until he's ready to take me home. I want to be here to learn everything he has for me to learn. There are many people still that do not know him. And remember scripture where the Lord said he is not willing for anyone to be lost. People think, A lot of people think, well, where is your God? Why hasn't he saved? You know, if he's so great and wonderful, why, why are you still here? Why is all of this going on? Let me tell you something. If you don't know this, and I hope that you do God's mercy and his love and his grace are so great that he doesn't want to just take us out of here and make it all be over with. When there are still people that need to know him, still people that haven't heard of him, still people that will turn if we will just be what we've called to be here. So don't keep asking him, please come and take me out of here. Don't, please don't do that. Take your eyes off of yourself if that's where you're looking. If that's what your prayer is, Father, just take me out of here. I want to, you know, just take me out of here. I don't want to have to go through anything anymore. I don't want any more sadness. I don't want any more pain. I don't want any more heartache. I don't want to see any more loss. I don't want to have to go through the tribulation. I don't want to have to blah, blah, blah. Stop looking at what you want and remember that you are an assignment from your Father. And ask him what he wants. Ask him how he wants you to live and move and breathe and act and say and do and think and love and give today. Ask him where the people are that you've been called to that he wants you to reach out to and love. Ask him what he has for you to learn now. We can't be selfish because if we are, we're a poor example of being heirs of the king. Our father is a giver and he gives to the point where he gave to the point where he laid his life down through his son for us so we can't continue to wonder when do we get to go home and expect that we're really grown up in our understanding or in our relationship with him we need to be servants, givers like he is humble, willing to stay, willing to do, willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to see others come into the kingdom because it isn't just about us. It's about all of the ones that he said he's not willing to have be lost. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. I I've gone almost 30 minutes this time. I know it's a long video, but I just want to, I just, I want to see my brothers and sisters in Christ stand up, stop pointing fingers at each other and saying, well, you didn't hear from God. Well, you're not this and that. And the other, you think you're better than everybody and blah, 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 blah. Remember what Jesus said? He said, they're going to know you by your love. They're going to know me by how you treat each other. So let's begin to love one another as we never have before. Let's stop looking in the mirrors like the like the thing he showed me yesterday that was on the video yesterday about hell let's stop looking in the mirrors and going well what about me and well, who's going to take care of me and I don't want to have to go through anything let's stop doing that and let's truly be the living sacrifice scripture talks about so that we can be honoring our father in everything we say and everything we do and think every single day until the day he chooses to take us home God bless you all. Thank you so much again for watching. I pray for all of us that we will hear our father clearly, that our greatest desire truly will be to know him more than we know anything else, that we will always want, be hungry for, and never be satisfied with anything less than than the fullness of the relationship that we have for him and the fullness of the plan he has for our lives. We don't work our way into the kingdom. We honor our Father God as heirs, as holy set-apart ones. We honor our Father God because of our great love for him, because of what he's done for us. God bless you all. I Hope you like and subscribe and uh, share the videos. If the Lord has talked to you through this, please share the videos and uh, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time. This is Vicki, and I am grateful that you have spent some of your time with me today. God bless you all. Talk to you soon. Till then, thanks. Bye for now. Hi, everybody. This is Vicki Adkins, and uh, today is March 8th, 2020. I'm going to share a vision with you. Thank you for joining me. I, I appreciate it. I I pray over all of these messages I put on here, and I feel like the Lord, especially lately, just is talking to me more and more about some things, and so I'm probably going to be doing a lot more videos. Please share anything that you hear him speaking in through these messages, because I really believe that he wants them to go to more than just you or me or because I know when he gives them to me, they're not just for me. Um, so please share them as you feel led. But anyway, this vision was yesterday. It started actually day before yesterday. I saw a piece of it, and then yesterday he gave me the rest of it. Uh, it started out with me hearing him say, get behind me. And... Then I saw him, I saw Yeshua walking through the earth in what looked like a war zone. Now, I've made notes because I don't want to leave anything out that he said or showed me. Um, there, chaos, disease, pestilence, plagues, demon, people, objects, all were coming at him, trying to attack him. Things were being thrown at him. And without even turning his head, looking to the left or right in this vision, he just, you know, just like there were flies. He just swatted them away. No big deal. He was walking forward with great determination and absolute purpose. He, uh, he was fierce. He was very fierce and not, he wasn't, uh, distracted by anything that was going on he wasn't taken by surprise he wasn't uh, worried he was just moving forward with great determination and he said get behind me so I stepped behind him in the vision I was walking along behind him and then I began to wonder well Lord what about what's behind me because you know there's a lot of stuff out there and I'm gonna uh, read to you a little bit of what he said first he said turn around and look So I turned around and looked to see what was behind me, and even though he was walking right in front of me, when I turned around to look behind me, he was also walking right behind me, which was just so cool. Uh, And we know this scripture, but I'm going to read it to you. It's in Isaiah. Uh, let's see, make sure I'm on the right one. Yeah. Uh, it's in Isaiah 52:10 to 15, which says the Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God depart depart go out from there touch no one clean thing go out from the midst of her be clean you who bear the vessels of the Lord for you shall not go out with haste nor by flight for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard now I'm, I'm taking the uh, that translation from the New Kings James King James Version so he's be in front of me and he's behind me it was just the neatest thing and even though we know that when we when we walk and to be able to see that in vision was just really powerful and beautiful. Well, then I began to wonder, okay, Father, well, what about what's on either side of me? Because, you know, the enemy can come at us from any direction. So he had me turn and I looked and to my left and to my right, there were, uh, there was a pillar of fire on each side of me. And, um, then he took me to this scripture uh, he reminded me of uh, Exodus thirteen twenty one, when he took the children of Israel out of Egypt, and it says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. All these scripture references are from the King, New King James Version. So he was showing me, he was in front of me, he was behind me, he was on both sides of me, and then he... and. Then, oh, and then he said, he's using the pillars of fire because the earth has become so dark spiritually. It's become so wicked that it's like nighttime all the time now. And, uh, let's see. And then he reminded me of Hebrews twelve twenty-five through 29, which says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape. If we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised saying yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. So he's the consuming fire on either side. He goes before and he is behind. And I think that one of the things he's this is such a powerful message of encouragement, and yet at the same time, I hear huge warning in it, which will come here in just a little bit, but uh, it, uh, every, everything that he said in this message was completely contingent. Um, Uh, on, uh, being behind him, as he said, to have him in front and behind and to have our God, the consuming fire on each side. So nothing can get to us only will occur if we get behind him. Anyway. Okay. So next I wondered what was beneath in the vision. I wondered what was beneath Uh, in the earth, what was underneath the ground. Because as I said, the enemy comes at us from every direction. And so at that moment, the Lord took his sword. I mean, it just, he did, he didn't miss a step. His stride, he just, boy, he was solid and fierce and passionate and determined. It was really, really good, completely unshakable. And he just pulled his sword out, plunged it right straight down into the earth beneath his feet. He didn't look down to see where to hit. He didn't have to wonder where the enemy was. He just took that sword and right straight into the ground and hit his mark and just kept going. I mean, he did all this while he was walking. Just like, boom, and he just kept going. Okay. This, this is, was an exciting vision for me. It still is today because I think about how there are so many people that are watching all of the things that are going on in the world. And I'm watching them too, um, with the locusts and then the viruses, the earth, the increase in earthquake activity, the increase in volcanic activity, all of the sicknesses that are just the unrest in the, uh, political, there's just so much going on. And if we're not careful, we can just get scared and sit down and, ah, you know, fall apart. But the Lord's saying, look, I want you to see who I am. I'm the one that goes before. If you get behind me, I'm the one that goes before you. I'm the one that's behind you. And by the way, I'm on both sides of you and nothing's going to come up from underneath because I'm going to wham it right down and kill it right off. So don't even worry about it. So... um." Let's see, I'm gonna go down and see, all right. Oh yeah, and the earth was like, I might've said this, I can't remember, it was like the earth was like butter when his sword went in. It's such a clean, no problem, uh, pro- nothing at all to for that sword to go through. Okay, now the next part of, and then that was the vision. And then here are the things that the Lord has said about that. He said, things are moving quickly, but he is also moving quickly. He says, nothing can outpace him. He says, don't be paralyzed with fear or frozen into inactivity and don't lag. Don't lag behind. He says, only do what he says. He says, we must keep step with him. He also says, be gentle as a dove and sly as a fox. Be practical. He says that to follow him in these volatile times is the practical thing to do. He says, we don't have the answers unless he gives them. We have no instructions, instructions that can outdo the subtlety of the devils. He says, but he sees and knows and has already made plans. He says, our marching orders are going to come directly from him. If we get behind him, he says, this war is not yours or or, it's not mine either. He says, we can't win a battle that we're not equipped for. And he says, he has the equipment. He knows the weapons and will tell and show us how and when to use each one. Again, he says, get our orders from him. And he said, don't run into the battle without me or you'll be taken out by the enemy. You need my protection. Sorry, my nose is itchy. He says, some people will be taken out because they think they're strong or they know what to do without checking with him. And he went on to say, some of those people will be taken out because of the strong delusion, the great deception in the world. And he says, some will never even realize that they've been taken out unless he shows them. And what I hear him saying in that, um, is that pride rises up in us. We think we can just run out and do whatever, and we're going to go out and conquer and we're going to be all strong and bold and all this kind of stuff. And I hear the Lord saying, don't don't go running out there without me you're just going to get killed off you need to come to me for your marching orders I'm the one that has everything you need to be able to do what I have for you to do so you're going to have to stay behind me you're going to have to be close to me and the ones that will run out he said some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them and you know I I think about the the I think about the Laodicean church, even, where the Lord was saying, you know, you've got, I've got this thing against you. You've left your first love, You've totally forgotten about me. You're just out there doing all your own good stuff and all that. And, uh, and I am reminded of the, the dream he gave me years ago about, uh, the people in the field, which I know I've shared this. I'll just share part of this vision or this dream that he gave me, uh, cause it's on other videos that I've done, but he talks about in, in the dream, he showed me that there were people in a field and they just had their hands up in the air going, Jesus, 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 waiting for the Lord. But they weren't really doing anything. They were just standing around and waiting for the Lord. And then there was a commotion that uh, arose in the middle of the uh, of the body of people in that field. And everybody started falling to their knees. And this thing got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they thought this was the lord and i was standing on the edge of the field watching this and i saw this thing as it got bigger it was like a genie in a bottle kind of a being and i knew that wasn't the lord i turned around and ran but he sh- has uh, spoken to me about that that thing that came up it's it's all it's uh, i used to say it was uh, the antichrist and in many ways it is it's people thinking it's people creating their own doctrine people creating their own form of Jesus it's people uh, worshiping things that are not him that people that have fallen away from what his truth is and are just out there doing their own thing thinking this is what God's gonna approve of this he's gonna put a stamp of approval on this uh, this doctrine over here or surely the Lord doesn't mind these things even though he said he did I know he'll understand because you know He. He knows how I am and just junk. And so in this particular uh, message where he says, some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them. is like the people in the field thinking that they could just go out and do whatever they wanted to do. And it was going to be okay. God was going to endorse it, but he's not. He's not going to endorse it for us to be in a place of safety and protection, and I'm not just talking, and I know the Lord's not just talking about the things that are going on in the world. He's talking about, because it's a much bigger, more important thing to be concerned about. He's talking about our eternal salvation, our future, not just in this world, but after he takes us out of this world physically through death or however he's going to do it. So this message is him saying, you're, you're going to need to stay behind me, get behind me, stay behind me all of the time. So I can direct you and I can protect you and don't get to thinking you know it all or that you're strong enough. Don't let pride rise up in you and think, well, I can just go out and do and that you'll be okay because you won't. The enemy knows he's been around a really long time. He's very subtle. Uh, Deception is great in the world right now. There's so much deception that people don't know what to believe and sometimes what we would want to believe would which would be the easy thing to believe is deception uh is not the truth and so the lord's saying some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them and then he went on to say this is going to require humility and a repentant heart and he says not everybody is going to be willing to humble themselves or repent And then he said, those individuals will perish. So he gave me these words. (sighs) He gave me these words to describe his attitude and his nature at this time, his mindset. He said he's determined, powerful, which he always is these things, determined, powerful, mighty, unstoppable, unshakable, and finishing. Now, that last one, finishing, I thought that was so interesting when he gave me that word because, you know, a lot of people think, well, Jesus finished everything on the cross and he, because he said, it's finished. I think that what he was talking about there, my understanding, is that he was talking about what he had been sent to do to take back the keys to death and hell, to be able to uh, be the sacrifice for each one who would accept him as our sacrifice. All of those things he did, those things were finished. He did it all. He finished his assignment on earth. But – If we go on and read in Scripture, we hear Jesus say that he's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Well, if he's interceding and everything's finished, why does he need to intercede? And to take it a step further, if everything is finished, then why does Jesus have to come back again and set things in order? So what I hear him saying are two different kinds of finishing. He did the finishing on finishing with the finished work on the cross when he came, lived a perfect, sinless life for all of us, showed us the way and and did all of those things that we read about in scripture. And now he's saying, I'm finishing. It's like he's saying, I am in that process now of finishing the things I came to pay for all of these things for. I still have people down there. I have an earth, a, a world that's just an absolute mess. I'm coming to get it handled and so so that was one of his uh, descriptive words he said I'm finishing and then he said his face is set like flint he said his course is established he says the chaos disease pestilence plagues demons everything all of it's going to fall and then again as the end of that uh word he said get behind me so that's the encouragement for every one of us today uh We can look at all the stuff that's going on in the world. We can be terrified, or we can remember that we have a Savior that's paid for everything. We have one who, when we get behind him, he goes before us. He is our rear guard. He is a consuming fire on either side of us. Nothing escapes his notice. He's not taken by surprise. He just pulls his sword and stabs right into it. So we just, we truly just turn ourselves over to him and let him direct every footstep. Remember he said, don't, don't lag behind stay keep in step with me so that means an everyday communication with father and every time every day spending time with him every day obeying the things that he's called you to do and the moment the moment you fail in something the moment you wander off or you try to stick your head out from behind him and figure out and go off your own direction, immediately repenting, asking him to forgive you and getting back into that place behind him where you realize he is the commander. He is the master of the army. He's the, uh, general, the, I don't, whatever word you want to use, the captain of the army. That's what it says in scripture. So get behind him and trust him and come back to a place of peace. If you've been afraid, if you've been worried, and then I'm going to leave you with this last thing. Scripture, he's reminding me of right now, uh, in uh, the book of Exodus, when Moses was about to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, and it was one of the last things that happened before he left, uh, where all of the firstborn died, all the firstborn of Egypt died, and because Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go, do you, you remember that the Lord told Moses that the people, the Israelites, his his. Uh, chosen people were to go into their homes, Uh, they were supposed to take a lamb, they were supposed to uh, take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorposts and then this was the first Passover. Do you remember that the Lord said, tell the people to stay inside because all of the firstborn are going to be killed? That everybody's not under that protection is is gonna be killed and it talks about in scripture how there wasn't a house in Egypt a family in Egypt that wasn't, they didn't lose a firstborn. Every single house family lost somebody because there's always a firstborn. Well, the Lord said the angel of death was going to pass over and he was going to kill the firstborn of the ones that didn't have the blood on the doorposts. Okay, so this all ties back to what Jesus is saying right now. Uh, for us to have the protection, we can go our whole lives and do all of the things that we think we're supposed to be doing and all that. But if we step out, if we are in disobedience, we don't have the guarantee of his protection. I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that if any of those, uh, any firstborn In any of those houses of the uh, homes of the children of Israel, like if any of the family members that was a firstborn would have stepped outside the door out from under the covering of the blood that was on the doorpost, I believe that person would have died. And I think that's because, I believe that because the Lord said, tell them not to go outside, tell them to stay inside. And this is what I want them to do. Well, that's like today. That's where we are today. And that's what I hear the Lord saying. I want my people to be protected, but you're going to have to obey me. You're going to have to get in behind me, step, you know, get behind me and trust me to lead the way and don't go running out there without me. And I will take care of you. Now, let me just say this last thing. I know that was going to be my last thing, but I do want to say this. The Lord told me in the last message I think I put on here, uh, that many of his people were going to die. He was going to take many of uh, his people home during this season. And, you know, we can look around the world. We don't have to, here in the United States, we don't have to just look at how the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff has touched our shores and everything. We can look around the world and see how people have been getting killed for their faith in Christ uh, for quite some time. And we can look at all of the... uh, just there's so many people that have given their lives for him. So, so we we must remember that God decides when He wants us to come home. He can choose to keep us alive or not. Uh, and a great example of this is I remember someone who had been in an accident and had lost a lot of blood and I was so concerned about him and I was headed to the hospital to see this person and the Lord said, Vicki, if I want this person to live, he can lose every drop of blood in his body and he will live. So God, we have to bow to his sovereignty and, and be aware that there will be people that will go home during this time, but there have already been people going home during this time and God knows what he wants to do. and He knows exactly how to do what he wants to do. We need to be like the children of Israel in Egypt when the plagues were everywhere and they were protected because they were in obedience to what the Lord was telling them to do. So the same thing is true for us today. God is a sovereign God. He's going to have his way. But we can uh, we can try to do things on our own and pay a tremendous price or the people around us can because of our disobedience so humility is key obedience is key uh it's showing god that we love him that's what he says in scripture so god bless you all and i have another message but i'm not going to put it on here right now because it's it'll make this video too long but god bless you please share the video i'm going to put some links below for some of the things that um Well, some of the places you can find some of my other messages besides on YouTube, because I'm not sure how long, uh, there will be freedom to be able to say some of the things that I say. And I feel an intensity building up in what the Lord wants to say through me. So, um, I want to make sure that if you want to follow me, you know how. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you late. I'll talk to you soon, actually. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.